one. Good morning. The meeting will come to order. Welcome to the December 14th, 2020 meeting of the Rules Committee. I am Supervisor Hillary Ronan, Chair of the Committee. With me on the video conference today are Rules Committee Vice Chair, Supervisor Catherine Stephanie, and Rules Committee Member, Supervisor Gordon Marr. Our clerk today is Victor Young, and I'd like to thank SFGovTV for staffing this meeting. Mr. Clerk, do you have any announcements? Uh, yes, due to the COVID-19 health emergency and to protect board members, city employees, and the public, the Board of Supervisors Legislative Chamber and Committee Room are closed. However, members will be participating in the meeting remotely. Committee members will attend the meeting through video conference and participate in the meeting to the same extent as if they were physically present. Public comment will be available on each item on this agenda. Both Channel 26 and SFGovTV are streaming the numbers across the screen. Comments or opportunities to speak during public comment period are available via phone by calling 415-655-0001. Again, that's 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 146-961-6060. Again, that's 146-961-6060. Then press pound and pound again. <coughs> When you connect it, you will hear the meeting discussions, but you'll be muted and in listening mode only. When the item of interest comes up, dial star three to be added to the speaker line. Best practices are to call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and turn down your television or radio. Alternatively, you may submit public comment via email to myself, the Rules Committee Clerk at bictor.young at sfgov.org. If you submit public comment via email, it will be forwarded to the supervisors and included in the file. That completes my public comment. Thank you so much, Mr. Clerk. Can you please read item number one? Yes. Item number one is a resolution urging Governor Gavin Newsom and the California Department of Public Health to prioritize California public school educators for phase one COVID-19 vaccines to access. I believe there's a committee report request on this item. That's right. Thank you so much, Mr. Clerk. And um, this is an item I'm bringing forward. Um, colleagues, uh, this could not come at a, at a more important moment. This re resolution urges Governor Newsom and the California Department of Public Health to prioritize California public school educators for phase 1B vaccine access. In the early stages of the pandemic, San Francisco and other counties across the state required the immediate closure of schools to slow the spread of coronavirus in the community. School districts and educators across the state stepped up and adapted to the changes of school closure by shifting towards online distance learning at a scale that had never been attempted before. But even with innovative distance learning measures in place, the COVID-19 school disruptions have had an extremely adverse effect on K-12 learning, especially among low-income students and students of color. The ongoing school closures have substantially cut students' learning time, limited the ability of educators to provide their usual levels of support, diminished opportunities for students to develop their social and emotional skills, and increased rates of anxiety, depression, obesity, and other serious health conditions among students. The disproportionate health and economic effects of COVID-19 on Black, Latino, Asian, and Pacific Islander 
and Native American families, including higher rates of job loss and COVID-19 infections, have only exacerbated the educational challenges and learning gaps that students of color have had to endure during this crisis. While schools have been closed for over nine months now, state officials have failed to prioritize enough resources to support school safely reopening as part of the state's COVID recovery efforts, and many school districts remain closed with no clear timelines or commitments to reopening in the near future. If we do not act now to resolve these dangerous disruptions to our public education system, the deep learning deficits caused by school closures could have and will have lasting impacts on our students in the form of behavioral and academic challenges, grade repetition and increased rates of school truancy, suspension, expulsion, and dropouts over time. I have spoken to countless public school families in my district, many of whom are immigrants and serving on our cities as our city's essential workers. They have had to decide between leaving their jobs and foregoing their family's income or leaving their children home alone without care or supervision on an adult. They are literally seeing their children fall through the cracks right in front of their eyes, and they are desperate to have their kids return to school. I've also spoken with many educators who are ready and willing to return to in-person instruction as long as there are adequate health and safety protocols put in place at their school sites. As we speak, California state health officials are developing a phased distribution plan in partnership with the U.S. Center for Disease Control that will determine which segments of the population and which classes of essential workers will be prioritized for receiving the vaccines first. It is still unclear where educators will fall in the state's priority ranking, which will be decided over the coming weeks. Providing vaccines to all school site personnel, including teachers, paraeducators, nurses, counselors, janitors, and other support staff will be critical to our abilities to safely reopen schools as soon as possible and get our students, our families, and our society back on track. This resolution urges Governor Newsom, the California Department of Public Health, and all other state health officials to prioritize the recovery of our public education system by providing teachers and school support staff with vaccines immediately after healthcare professionals so that we can safely reopen schools and get students back into the classroom. It also calls on state officials to subsidize the cost of vaccines for educators and school support staff to ensure equitable and timely access to these vaccines. Education is the cornerstone of our democracy. And at a time when our democratic institutions are under attack, we have a moral obligation to protect the integrity of our public schools by ensuring that they are well-resourced and equipped to overcome the current and future challenges presented them by the ongoing public health crisis. We owe it to our students. It is time for Governor Newsom to prioritize public education uh, in a real substantial way for the first time during this public health crisis. Um, I want to, to thank a, a couple of individuals who have been instrumental um, in drafting and working with us to put forward this resolution, including uh, Susan Solomon and Annabella Banyas from UESF, who uh, have worked on this with us. To, this morning, there was an article in um, the Chronicle that uh, it, you know shows that the California Teachers Association at the state level is pushing uh, for a similar 
um, a, a similar prioritization of educators in our public school system. Uh, really quickly, colleagues, before I turn it over to Supervisor Marr, I just wanted to say that I will be making a motion to make a few amendments to the resolution uh, on page one, line 22, um, adding, whereas for decades, California public schools have struggled with systemic underfunding by the state, resulting in one of the lowest per pupil spending rates relative to the rest of the nation. Shameful fact. Um, also on page three, line nine, um, uh, we're going to uh, cross out the word professionals, or that's line 10, and, and, and replace it with paraeducators, para librarians, counselors, and nurses. And then on line 12, adding the language, whereas vaccine access, in addition to proper testing, contact tracing, ventilation, PPP, and sanitation protocols is another important measure for preventing school-based outbreaks and protecting students, families, and educators alike. Um, it, oh, sorry, there's a couple more. Finally, on page five, uh, line one, um, we wanted to, to add that we agree with Gavin, uh, Super, uh, Governor Newsom's uh, initial prioritization of healthcare professionals and long-term care facilities. We're, we're asking that public school educators be next in line. And then finally, um, adding two additional further resolved clauses on page five, starting line nine, further resolved that the San Francisco Board of Supervisors urges Governor Newsom to provide increased state investments in public schools over the coming years to support the recovery and resilience of California's public education system, and be it further resolved that the San Francisco Board of Supervisors will continue to offer support and resources to the San Francisco Unified School District to ensure a layered COVID-19 prevention plan in every school that includes on-site testing programs, improved ventilation, filtration and indoor air quality, small and stable student cohorts to prevent the risk of outbreaks, and well-coordinated vaccination efforts that provide school staff, students, and families with easy access to vaccines as they become available, such as school-based vaccination sites. And with that, colleagues, um, I hope to have your support. And next uh, is Supervisor Mark. Thank you so much, Chair Ronan. Um, I, I just really want to thank you and for your leadership on this incredibly important issue and also um, United Educators of San Francisco and, and the parent parent groups and parents that have really been advocating um, so strongly for this. And, um, you know, as a parent, public school parent myself and, and someone who represents a district with, with a very large um, proportion of, of um, families with children in our public schools, I, I we um, absolutely agree about the the urgency um, of this resolution and and, and the urgency um, for for us as a city in our city and, and and state to to safely reopen our schools as soon as possible. You know, I I like you and and I know Supervisor Stephanie. Um, you know, heard heard um, continue to hear um, from parents um, in 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 my district and family about the great challenges that. Um, this distance learning has has um, presented for them, and and we we certainly face that in our family, and and how it's also um, really exacerbated um, inequities in our education system. Um, so um, I think um, this this resolution and 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 really urging the state to prioritize 
teachers and, and other um, public school employees um, for, for the vaccination is, an, is such an incredibly important step that we can take, you know, to support safe reopening of our schools as soon as possible. So thank you so much. And I would like to be added as a co-sponsor. Thank you so much, Supervisor Marr. Um, appreciate that. And uh, also before we open this up, up for public comment, I really wanted to give a special thanks uh, to my legislative aide, Paul, Paul Monge. Um, he and I have been spending most of our time and days um, investigating how the city and county can help the school district open up uh, at, at a safe and faster rate. Um, we're just watching the kids suffer in our district has been really, really challenging for all of us. So Paul, thank you for your tremendous nonstop work on this issue, really appreciate you. And with that, if we could open this item up for public comment. Uh, yes. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 146-961-6060, then press pound and pound again. If you haven't already done so, please dial star 3 to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system in indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comment. Mr. Coe, do we have any members of the public for public comment today? Yes, we have three callers in the queue. Hello? Hi. Hi. We can hear you. Please proceed. Hi. Thank you. My name is Yvette Edwards. I'm a public school parent in San Francisco, a member of the Parent Collective Decreasing the Distance, which is a parent collective that seeks and advocates for equitable solutions for San Francisco public school children. I'm commenting in support of this resolution. Thank you so much. I want to read a brief statement from my friend and one of our collective members who cannot take the time off to call in this morning. My name is Rolanda Gastonell, and I'm a child care provider in the Bayview. The families I serve are having a hard time with distance learning. The children are displaying anger. They are starting to lose interest in participating, and they are showing difficulty learning. When asked what they did in their class, sometimes they cannot tell you. That is because they have lost interest in learning and cannot focus anymore. They are bored, do not understand what they are doing, often confused and irritated. I'm here to express my concerns regarding these school-aged children in my care every day that want to go back. Two of the parents are from working families who have foregone income to help homeschool. Not going to work is very hard on them and their income with one kindergartner and one second grader. We need an accelerated timeline and better safety measures for the safe return to school. I feel that if it's okay for children to be in daycare all day, why is it not okay for children to return to school? Other child care providers and myself have been open since June. Uh, this is now from, my, from me, Yvette Edwards, commenting again. On behalf of the broad and diverse parents in our district, DTD supports this resolution and urges Governor Newsom to prioritize teachers for the COVID vaccine so we can bring students back to the classroom where they learn best. Thank you. Thank you. Can we have the next caller, please? Hi, good morning. My name is Meredith Dodson. Um, I'm a public school parent in San Francisco and also a parent leader with the group Decreasing the Distance. I'm here this morning to share our parent support for the city's educators to be prioritized as essential workers for the COVID-19 vaccine so they may feel safe and be safe as they return to the classroom for in-person learning. 
While some families continue to choose, will continue to choose distance learning for the remainder of the pandemic, many of our hardworking families in San Francisco and across our state are desperate to return to school. They're losing income as they stay at home to assist with learning, and they're struggling with their own insomnia, anxiety, and depression as they watch their children fall behind academically, disengage from online learning, and suffer the social, emotional, and physical effects of isolation. We're seeing our low-income students impacted by school, continued school closures the most. Many of our English language learners are failing tests that will determine their academic future. They feel unprepared and penalized because many don't have sufficient quiet learning space at home, accessible Wi-Fi, or fluency with technology. Equity in our state's public school system cannot be optional. It's essential, and so are our teachers. The return to in-person learning asks teachers, admins, paraeducators, custodial staff, nurses to take undeniable risks. We must safeguard their lives and their commitment to educating our children by prioritizing them for vaccinations so they can confidently return to our schools, providing vaccines to all school site personnel, including teachers, paras, janitors, other support staff will be key to reopening our schools safely and efficiently. Thank you. Thank you. Can we have next caller, please? Uh, good morning, supervisors, and thank you for um, allowing public comment. My name is Seth Brentel. I am a proud parent of a fourth grader in the San Francisco Unified School District at the amazing Glen Park School. I am also a member of Decreasing the D Distance. Most, although not all, of San Francisco school children are suffering through distance learning. Despite principals and teachers and parents' heroic efforts to try and provide emergency pandemic learning, away from classrooms and school buildings. Our kids need to be back in school with numerous studies describing and documenting the short and long-term harm that prolonged distance learning is befalling our children. Teachers and staff and children and families need to feel safe going back to school. While SFUSD is moving ahead with plans for safe as possible in-person learning, the number of children who would be allowed to go back to their classrooms are frankly too few and too long delayed. Providing early access to vaccines to teachers and staff would accelerate our professionals being able to feel safe about returning to in-person teaching and could hasten the return of thousands of school children back to schools where they can thrive again in the company of their teachers and peers. Providing early access to vaccines to public school teachers and staff is also simply the right thing to do. School is essential. Teachers and principals and staff members and paraprofessionals are essential workers. They deserve to be prioritized in a society that values equitable access to education and that values the essential work of educating and taking care of our children. Furthermore, providing vaccines to our essential school workers as early as possible in the vaccine distribu distribution process would send a powerful signal to children that they themselves are essential and that their needs are being centered and prioritized by, by our society and by our leaders. We can do no less. I urge you to adopt the resolution and send a strong message to Governor Newsom Speaking and California State well. Health Leader. Thank you. Pro do we have any additional callers? I, 
I, I was just giving comment. This is Seth Brendel. Uh, Mr. Brendel, your two minutes had expired. Uh, public comment is two minutes long. Sorry about that. Mr. Coe, are there any other members of the public for public comment at this time? Hi, my name is Annabelle Barnett. And I am here representing United Educators of San Francisco. Um, we represent uh, teachers, paraeducators, school psychologists, school social workers, counselors, librarians, paraeducators, family liaisons, security aides, and others, and other essential workers that work at our school sites to ensure that our students learn in an equitable and safe environment. I want to first acknowledge and really thank Supervisor Hillary Ronan for her leadership on this issue in ensuring that all workers that work at a school site are, will be able to um, to be able to get the vaccines and be taken into consideration rather than just saying uh, schools are made up of teachers and students. I really want to acknowledge that schools are made of an ecosystem of more than just teachers and students. And it is so important to ensure that as we get the vaccines, that the vaccines are offered to all workers at a school site. But more importantly, I want to be able to state that, yes, we need to ensure that educators are some of the first um, workers to get the vaccines right after our healthcare workers and others who are really essential to the function of our society. I really want to emphasize on the importance of making sure that the vaccine is the, one of the first steps in keeping our environment school sites safe. And the, there's other, and I want to acknowledge that Supervisor Hillary uh, Ronan acknowledging her resolution be uh, essential of making sure that the other stuff such as on-site testing programs, uh, ventilation, filtration, indoor air quality, and other stuff to keep your school safe is really important. So I really want to say thank you, Supervisor Ronan, for your leadership, and um, I urge the support of the other committees to support this resolution. Thank you. Thank you. Do we have any additional callers? Madam Chair, that completes the queue. Sorry. Uh, gosh, when am I going to stop doing that? <laughs> I wanted to thank all the callers who took the time to call in and, and express their support and really for all the heroic work of our educators, our parents, our kids uh, for doing our very best to survive this very difficult time and doing our very best um, to get us back in our beloved school communities as soon as possible. So with that, I'd like to make a motion to amend the resolution as I stated earlier. If we could have a roll call. Yes, on the motion to amend. Supervisor Stephanie. Aye. Stephanie, aye. Supervisor Mar. Aye. Mar, aye. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, aye. The motion passes without objection. Thank you. And if I could make a motion to send the amended motion forward with positive recommend recommendation as a committee report. Yes, on the motion to recommend 
The matter as amended as a committee report. Supervisor Stephanie. Aye. Stephanie, aye. Supervisor Mar. Aye. Mar, aye. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, aye. The motion passes without objection. Thank you so much, colleagues. Um, if you could read item number two. Yes, item number two is a hearing to consider appointing two members terms ending November 19th, 2022 to the Bicycle Advisory Committee. We have two seats, two applicants. Thank you so much. So we have Mark Brandt um, that is here for seat three nominated by Supervisor Peskin and Kisei Enriquez, uh, which is seat nine and nominated by myself. Um, are you here and would you like to present to the committee? I'm here. Fantastic, please. Let us know um, your interest and experience relevant to this committee. Oh, okay. Um, well, I've been a bicycle mechanic for, uh, gosh, eight years. Uh, not working right now, though. Um, and uh, let's see here. I used to race bicycles. I was on the national team for uh, four years, uh, late 70s, early 80s, pre-built. Pre <laughs> Uh, you know, I've been in, I'm, I'm uh, particularly interested these days in, um, I've been on the committee for a, a few years. Uh, I'm, I'm particularly interested in, in uh, some of the things happening with uh, our, the AI technology as it pertains to uh, the things that are going to be happening on the roads because um, there are algorithms being uh, programmed that are going to, process what's called the, the trolley problem. Uh, so what's going on is, is when a, uh, a vehicle cannot um, avoid a collision, uh, there's programming that's gonna tell the vehicle what to do. And so that's something that I've been kind of involved in um, for a, over a year now that the bicycling communities had concerns about this kind of stuff. Uh, there was a, um, a Senate bill that was uh, that ha that is in that hasn't made it out of the Senate, but it had some kind of industry carve outs. You know how lobbyists can uh, be involved in, in writing bills and things like that. Uh, so I made a presentation at the Board of Supervisors a couple of years ago, and the uh, Bicycle Advisory Committee uh, supported a, a resolution that I had to to be uh, aware of this kind of stuff. I, essentially, what I'm interested in is is uh, conversations about equity. So there's a permit that is um, that has been um, approved, as I understand it, for AI technology on the streets of San Francisco. So that's something that I'm, I'm working with my supervisor's office to understand better and to bring to the uh, to the committee. Uh, so essentially, my my interest in that is just to make sure that uh, we address uh, issues of equity. For just in a nutshell, there's a um, a uh, article that was written in Nature magazine um, called "The Moral Machine Experiment," where it discusses this. Uh, you can look it up; it's on Wikipedia. The uh, uh, the trolley problem and and how uh, you process a dilemma where there are really no good options. Uh, it turns out that uh, this AI technology in a car can uh, determine uh, age, race, and gender. Uh, of individuals. And uh, in the course of this article, it describes how there have been 
um, conversations about, you know, who, you know, how do you distribute harm? Uh, and so I, I just want that to be, um, you know, done equitably. And I think it should be done, uh, whatever those algorithms are, there should be ways for the public to um, speak to that. So that shouldn't just be, uh, you know, in a black box in the secret sauce of, of, of you know, what Waymo's doing or whom, whomever. So that's that's kind of what that's what I think I'm adding some value these days is trying to be aware of it and educate myself and and present to the committee. Um, other than that, um, I've got a tandem on the other side of the apartment here, and we're going to get that rolling. And uh, I've, there's a baby seat in the back, and uh, so I'm excited to get that going. So thank you very much. I hope I haven't talked too much, but if anyone has any questions, um, I, I I do uh, appreciate being a part of it. Um, and uh, thank you. Thank you so much. And it looks like you have your, your biggest proponent in your house right next to you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks for all your work thus far as well. And um, I don't believe Kaseya Enriquez it, it was able to make it today. Um, she uh, has been a fantastic member of the committee. She uh, has been part of the BC's Del Pueblo program of the organization Poder. She works for Huckleberry Youth and um, has just really brought a, a, a perspective, a youth perspective um, to the group. So I hope that uh, despite the fact that she couldn't be here today, um, that you will support her, her work and her continued enthusiastic uh, um, support and advocacy on behalf of youth and, and, and bike, biking in San Francisco. And with that, we can open up this item for public comment. Hi, yes. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 146-961-6060. Then press pound and pound again. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comment. Mr. Code, do you have any members of the public for public comment on this item? Madam Chair. Sorry, we did not hear that. Could you repeat yourself, please? There are I'm no sorry. callers in the queue. Thank you. Thank you so much. Then public comment is closed and I'd be happy uh, to make a motion to forward the reappointments of Mark Brandt to seat three and Casea Enriquez to seat nine of the Bicycle Advisory Committee to the full board with recommendation. That motion. Supervisor Stephanie. Aye. Stephanie, aye. Supervisor Marr. Aye. Mar, aye. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, aye. Motion passes without objection. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you. Thanks for your work. Mr. Clerk, can you please call item number three? Yes, item number three is a hearing to consider appointing one member term ending August 1st, 2021 to the South of Market Community Planning Advisory Committee. 
Thank you. And we have one appointment, Mary Claire Amable to seat two, uh, nominated by Supervisor Haney. Is Mary here with us today? Yeah, hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Is there any um, information you would like to share with us about your work and why you are applying to this position? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll just give like a really quick rundown who I am, why I want to serve on this um, CIC. Yeah, so my name is Mary Claire Mable. Um, I'm here today to ask for your support in appointing me to serve on the SOMA planning CIC. I was born and raised in the Tenderloin and I moved back and forth between there and SOMA my entire life. I'm currently in school for urban planning at San Francisco State University because I want to be a transportation planner. And I want to serve on the CIC because, you know, I've watched my district change, uh, be gentrified in my entire lifetime. I walk down the street and some of, you know, I see some of the wealthiest parts of San Francisco next to our poorest, most vulnerable populations. I want to serve on the CIC because I believe in centering planning processes and racial and social equity where community voices are leading those processes. When I was 18 years old, I was hired by the South of Market Community Action Network to be a pedestrian safety coordinator where I worked on the Folsom and Howard streetscaping project for two years. Next, that brings much needed pedestrian and bike infrastructure upgrades to the neighborhood uh, that was just recently passed by the city last year. In my last few years at SOMCAN, I was their transit justice organizer where we worked on a campaign to halt fare increases with the goal of making uni free for all San Franciscans in the future a campaign that was successfully won this year with the support of the Board of Supervisors to not increase fares because of its impact on poor working class people. You know, so for the last five years, I've worked on pedestrian safety and transit justice campaigns in District 6. And this work continues in my current job where um, I work at the San Francisco Bicycle Coalition as their downtown community organizer where I get to work on more SFMTA streetscaping projects in the Tenderloin and bringing programs like Slow Streets to the South Market where there have been zero slow streets um, as of right now. So if appointed to serve on the SOMA Planning CAC, I promise to center city um, planning processes in equity by making sure that community voices are at the forefront leading those conversations. And I hope that you all can make that happen by supporting my appointment. Thank you so much. Uh, you are beyond qualified for this position and I'm very excited uh, that you are being nominated for this position. So thank you so much. Seeing no questions, I wanted to open up this item for public comment. Yes, members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 146-961. 6060, then press pound and pound again. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. The system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you begin your comment. Mr. Coe, do you have any members of the public for public comment? Yes, we have callers. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Please proceed. 
Thank you. Good morning, Chair Ronan, Commissioner Stephanie and Mar. My name is Kathy DeLuca. I had actually called in today for another item, but I couldn't resist when I saw Mary Claire on the agenda speaking up in favor of her appointment. I've worked with Mary Claire as an advocate for transportation in the city for years, and um, she is a fantastic advocate, a fantastic community member, and to to give her the chance to serve even more. She gives so much back to the community, but I just wanted to speak in her favor and say, you all would be crazy not to, to support her in this. So thank you all for considering her and Mary Claire, I'm super excited for you. Thank you all, bye-bye. Thank you. Can we have the next caller, please? Hello, uh, my name is Paul Barrera. I work for Soma Filipina uh, in the South of Market. Um, I'm speaking today to support uh, Mary Claire Mabla's appointment uh, to this committee. Um, I've worked with Mary Claire in a number of contexts for years in the South of Market. Um, she's extremely capable. She's the definition of um, you know, a true community member. She's certainly a, a part of the fabric of uh, this city. Um, she's been instrumental in uh, the Filipino community's response uh, for grocery delivery during shelter in place. Um, uh, I know that she's um, an excellent advocate for uh, many positive things in the city outside of her work in uh, the Bicycle Coalition and in the South Market community and the Filipino community. Um, and this is, um, I think we, we fully support this as an organization and I fully support her appointment as well as an individual. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Can we have the next caller, please? Madam Chair, that completes the queue. Or, uh, sorry, there's one additional caller. That completes the queue. Okay, thank you. Then public comment is closed. Um, and I was wondering if Supervisor Mar wanted to do the honors for this one. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. And, and thanks so much, Mary Claire, for all of your um, um, incredible leadership and, and activism um, and on behalf of your community and, trans and transit and transportation issues. Um, so I would like to uh, move that we um, um, actually, I, I guess amend the, um, the the resolution to delete the word um, reject and. Uh, Miss uh, Supervisor Mar, uh, this is this one starts off as a hearing, so all you need to do is make the recommendation to a point to a oh. specific seat. Good, even more straightforward. So I I would move that we recommend the appointment of Mary Claire Amabel to the um, South of Market Community Planning Advisory Committee. That would be for seat number two. Thank you. Yes. Yes. On that motion, Supervisor Stephanie. Aye. Stephanie, aye. Supervisor Marr. Aye. Marr, aye. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, aye. The motion passes without objection. 
Thank you so much, Mary Claire. We're excited for your work. Uh, Mr. Clerk, can you please read item number four? Yes. Item number four is a uh, hearing to consider appointing one member term ending October 19th, 2021 to the Eastern Neighborhood Citizen Advisory Committee. One seat, one applicant. Thank you so much. And um, Kelly Kozak is being nominated by Supervisor Mandelman. And I understand that Tom Temprano from Supervisor Mandelman is here. Uh, his office is here to speak on her behalf. Uh, Mr. Temprano. Thank you very much, Chair Ronan. It's great to be with you this morning, as well as Supervisors Mar and Stephanie. Um, I'll be really brief. Um, we have District 8 has only a tiny sliver of the Eastern Neighborhoods Plan area. Um, pretty much just the uh, our, our west side of Valencia to Guerrero. Um, but we're so excited to have such a fantastic nominee coming out of that tiny sliver of the Eastern Neighborhoods Plan area. Uh, Kelly is a longtime small business owner um, whose business currently is in uh, is on our side of Valencia in District 8. Um, she's a, a longtime community activist, has done tremendous volunteering, is a mom, and is, I think, exactly the kind of person who we want um, making decisions on that body. So, you know, really would just like to express Supervisor Mandelman's gratitude to you, Kelly, for your willingness to serve. Um, and supervisors, we, we hope to have uh, your support for her nomination. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Temprano. And Kelly, are you here? And did you want to say anything? Hey, everybody. I'm here. Can you hear me OK? Yes, we can hear you perfectly. Sure. Um, I, I did prepare a little statement. And I wanted to, to thank Supervisor Mandelman um, for the consideration to the post. Um, uh, so I'll just introduce myself. Um, I'm happy for the opportunity to be of service to my community, the, com the committee and the city at large. Um, I'm 47, a mother of three, co-owner of Bernal Cutlery. Um, in case you aren't familiar with our little shop, I'll read a brief bio. We've been in business for 16 years. Um, we were established in 2005. Um, we uh, founded the, the business in the slanted utility room at the back of an apartment on Cortland Avenue using $40 to buy an extra stone and print some flyers. Um, sharpening soon grew into selling vintage and antique cutlery knives. And after several years working from various home workshops around Bernal Heights, we opened our first brick and mortar shop um, and uh, what is what used to be the 331 Cortland Small Business Incubator Collective in 2010. We have since moved twice due to outgrowing our shells and are now um, at home on Valencia Street in a dynamic uh, mission district. Um, I've been a resident of San Francisco for 23 years, and I'm so happy to call it home and very proud to be raising San Franciscans. When thinking of ways I would be of service to such a position, I found that perspectives and life experiences I hold to include a deep understanding of the difference between cultural competency and cultural humility, and know that to be of service to my fellows in the best and most appropriate way, I must always center a sense of humility in my practice. I also have always felt that being a child of a housing insecure and often homeless mother has colored my world quite a bit, or my, my worldview quite a bit, as well as needing to access uh, San Francisco social services for myself and my own children for many years. But perhaps more importantly, the contribution I would offer is gaining economic independence by being a small business owner for over 16 years, 
and as a member of the recovery community, sober and clean for 18 years. It has never lost to me each day when I go to work on Valencia Street that I once suffered greatly as an addict and alcoholic on the same street that I now own a small business. Small businesses hold an important post traditionally by giving back to their community and as such maintain the fabric of our local communities. This is never lost on me as an owner and I'm very happy to step up again here for the CAC and to add, a, a, um, add the voice of small businesses. So in the spirit of keeping it brief, I'm happy to answer any questions you might have. I wear so many different hats in the community as a food justice activist and researcher with the Homeless Prenatal Program and happy to answer any questions you might have as, um, you know, with any of that as well. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, Kelly. And as you know, I'm a huge fan of you and your work in the community and your store. And I just could not imagine a better appointment um, for Supervisor Mandelman to make. I, I, I just echo everything Tom Temprano said about you and your statement said it all. You're, you're someone that I just deeply admire and, and, and look up to. So thank you for everything you do. And I know that you're going to bring that same passion and deep experience um, and love for your community to, to, to the Eastern Neighborhoods Committee. So thanks for your willingness to do this. It's really wonderful. Thank you. Um, and since I see no other comments, I'm going to open this uh, item up for public comment. Uh, yes, members of the public wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 146-961-6060. Then press pound and pound again. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. The system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comment. Mr. Code, do we have any members of the public for public comment? Yes, we have one caller in the queue. Hello, everyone. This is Sharky Laguana, chair of the San Francisco Small Business Commission, uh, speaking on my own behalf as an individual. Uh, I just want to echo uh, Tom Temprano's uh, comments and Chair Ronan's comments. Kelly Kopex is a wonderful member of the small business community. We're very lucky to have her. She's an excellent choice for uh, this uh, appointment to the CAC, and I support it wholeheartedly, 100%. Um, and uh, Kelly, I got your back. Uh, feel free to give me a call if you need anything. I'm here for you. Thank you. Thank you. Do we have any other callers on the line for public comment? Hi. I don't know if you could hear me or not. I'm not sure how all of this works, but this is Amparo Vigil. I am calling from uh, Puerto Alegre on Valencia Street. We've been there for over 50 years. I'm calling on Manny's behalf um, just to say that I think it's really important to have a small business owner like My Manny. Apologies. I don't believe um, taking public comment on that item yet. We haven't called the item for the... Okay. That'll be the next item. Thank you. Okay. So sorry. My bad. No problem. Mr. Coe, are there any other callers for this item, which is file number 201338 regarding the appointment to the Eastern Neighborhood Citizen Advisory Committee? 
that completes the queue. Thank you so much. Then public comment is closed and I would be quite honored to make a motion to forward the appointment of Kelly Kozak to seat five of the Eastern Neighborhood Citizens Advisory Committee to the full board with positive recommendation. Yes, on that motion, Supervisor Stephanie. Aye. Stephanie, aye. Supervisor Mar. Aye. Mar, aye. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, aye. The motion passes without objection. <coughs> Thank you so much, Kelly. <laughs> See you soon. Take care. Thanks, Tom, for coming to committee. Um, Mr. Clerk, can you please read items five and six together? Uh, yes, item number five is the motion approving rejecting the mayor's nomination for the appointment of Manuel Yucatel to the Municipal Transportation Agency Board of Directors term ending March 1st, 2024. Item number six is a motion approving rejecting the mayor's nomination for appointment of Fiona Hensey to the Municipal Transportation Agency Board of Directors term ending March 1st, 2024. Thank you so much. Um, so first I'm going to call up each of the nominees to speak and then perhaps answer questions. Uh, from the supervisors, and then we will call public comment uh, together for the two appointments. So anybody who calls in can make comment about just one of the appointees or, or both as you choose. Um, so first, we will welcome Manny. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you perfectly. Awesome. Thank you so much uh, for bringing me on this morning. My name is Manny Acutiel, and I'd first like to thank Mayor London Reed for this nomination and Tyra Fennell for believing in me and thinking about me. Uh, my name is Manny. Like I said, I'm the owner of a small business on the corner of 16th and Valencia. Manny's, I'm in my small business right now. Um, and a little bit about me. I'm originally from Los Angeles, California. I first moved to San Francisco about 10 years ago. Uh, I've worked on a couple different presidential campaigns and local campaigns. Um, different advocacy organizations. I'm currently on the board of the, of the Valencia Corridor Merchants Association. I'm also on the board of the Jewish Community Center of San Francisco, uh, and I'm an appointee uh, of the Small Business Commission in San Francisco. I came to San Francisco over 10 years ago. Uh, my first time here, I spent a summer working as a street canvasser. I lived at the corner of 3rd and Irving, uh, and I would take the N. Judah to Powell Station every day uh, and then get my assignment for my clipboard and I would transit out to different corners of the city. I fell in love with San Francisco that summer and it was through transit that I first really explored and understood this amazing city of ours, taking the N into Powell Station and then all sorts of buses uh, and Muni, Muni uh, trains. So all different corners of the city to raise money for same-sex marriage reform, uh, same-sex marriage equality. I moved back here eight years ago, and for the first five to six years of living in San Francisco, I relied 100% on public transit to get around. I lived at the corner of 24th and Castro, and I took the 24 or the 48 to either Castro Station or to the 24th Street BART Station to get downtown. Chair Ronan, Supervisor Marr, and Supervisor Stephanie, I'm honored to be considered to join the board of the San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency, and I humbly ask for your support. I believe I would be a good addition to the board for a good addition to the board for three reasons. The first is small business brick and mortar, uh, small businesses, and in particular brick and mortar small business owners deserve a seat at the table. I come from a small business family. My mother's family escaped the pogroms in Poland and the Holocaust to move to Brooklyn. 
They opened up a grocery store, a store that my mother grew up in, in Flatbush. My father is an immigrant from Afghanistan uh, and is a helicopter mechanic and owns a small tablecloth business on the side. I remember waking up very early on Sunday mornings, pre-dawn, to pack our family truck up with Jewish tablecloths and yarmulkes to sell at festivals on the weekends. I understand very much the hard work that goes into opening and running a small business. As a small business owner myself, I feel very honored and proud to own one. Uh, it, run, it is in my blood. The relationship between our transportation system, the streets, workers, and small businesses has never been more important. We've lost over 3,000 small businesses, an unimaginable number since March in our city. And I've seen firsthand how decisions made by the SFMTA in the case of temporarily closing streets to cars and allowing the shared spaces program uh, to exist has given small businesses, including my own, a fighting chance to survive this crisis. SFMTA has a unique ability over the next three to four years to save small businesses in the city. And it is why I am very excited to be able to represent them on this board. I would be the first brick and mortar small business owner to ever serve on the SFMTA board. The second reason is I'm an organizer and a community builder, both with Manny's and with my role organizing for immigration reform, LGBT rights on three presidential campaigns, as well as local campaigns and ballot measures. I would bring an organizer's perspective, hearing all voices, bringing people together, as well as advocating for the tenets of social justice to this work. I am a campaign and advocate and organizer turned small business owner. And so that experience I think is useful on the board. And my third is my role at Manny's in my small business as a connector of people to politics. It's allowed me to be the start of the funnel for a lot of folks who have no idea how our city government and politics in general works. And I think the SFMTA really does need more people right now to bring them into the process of government, especially considering uh, the very dire economic straits that we're all in and the big decisions that are going to be needed that are going to need to be made over the coming months. Finally, um, some personal notes. My father was almost killed by a bus when he was a young man on his motorcycle in Israel. It was in the hosp hospital for a while. My grandfather was run over by a drunk driver coming home early morning from synagogue one Sunday. My grandfather was in the hospital for a year and was told he was never going to walk again. Eventually he was able to walk. And so these, uh, the issue of pedestrian and car safety is important and personal to me. In anticipation for this conversation, Chair Ronan uh, and supervisors, I've met with 12 union reps, democratic clubs, community groups from the Richmond, Chinatown, the Mission and more, merchant associations, bicycle advocates, pedestrian safety advocates, anti-displacement and gentrification groups, taxi advocates, uh, the Coalition to End Poverty Toast, as well as all 11 supervisors. I'm taking this role extremely seriously, and I'll end by saying that to me, mobility is freedom. It's my belief that a city like ours should aim to create access to that freedom for everyone everywhere. Our transportation can and should do that. If given the opportunity to serve, I promise to be a fierce advocate for all San Franciscans on this board and will bring my perspective and my passion as a small business owner and community builder to the board. Thank you so much for the consideration. Thank you so much. Um, colleagues, do you have any questions for Mr. Yukil? Nope, okay, I had a few questions. Um, so, Manny, what is your most common mode of transportation pre-COVID and now, out of curiosity? So before um, opening Manny's, which started about two years ago, 
like I said, I took the 24 to Castro station um, or I would take the 48 to the 24 bus. I live only a couple blocks from Manny's. So typically I either walk or I have a Vespa that I take to and from because uh, the way the bus routes work from where I live to where I have here, it actually would be a lot quicker to either just walk or take a, a moped. Um, but as I've, you know, whenever I need to go downtown or anywhere other than, you know, home to Manny's, I typically take the underground uh, Muni from either Castro, usually Castro station. Okay, okay, great. And you, you talked about how you'll be the first small business uh, owner to, to be on the MTA board. Can you talk a little bit more about how you see that, that, that new role and particular role and what concerns of small businesses you might want to highlight, highlight on MTA board governance? For sure. Um, I just want to, not to correct you too much, but Gwyneth Borden is a small business owner. She owns a consultancy and she represented the DGRA for a while. I, the, the only distinction is that, and I think it's important, is that I own a physical space on the street, which because mm -hmm. of, um, I just don't want to take credit away from a chair board. Sure, sure, well. sure, sure. Thanks for the uh, correction. Um, okay, so there's a couple things. One, historically, there's been a lot of tension between the small business community and the SFMTA. And part of it is that a lot of uh, big projects at the SFMTA un has undertaken to accomplish its goals, uh, you know, have in many ways felt, uh, small businesses have felt left out of the deliberative process. Uh, and oftentimes are just informed uh, once the process has been approved, once the project has been approved, sometimes um, with great del deleterious effect to each small business's ability to conduct business. So one thing is I would want small businesses to be brought in earlier in the process at the top of the funnel, not after a project has been vetted internally to try to really understand how a particular project might, might impact uh, the small businesses on the ground. For instance, I'm on the 16th Street uh, Bus Improvement Project Construction Mitigation Task Force. It's a long name, but as you I'm sure know, Chair Ronan, uh, SFMTA is, is, is considering uh, a lot of improvements to 16th Street um, which may, you know, involve a lot of construction. Um, and I really felt like I wanted to get involved in that because I didn't want to have, you know, another long multi-year construction process that would potentially kill businesses on 16th Street, many of whom are legacy businesses, have been here for a while and are barely hanging on by their fingernails right now. Uh, and so really wanting to bring small businesses in earlier the second thing is uh, the pandemic has intertwined um, the livelihoods of small business owners and decision makers at the SFMTA in um, ways we've never seen before, because uh, we are now required to basically utilize the space outside of our businesses if we're going to stay alive. And so I'm looking forward to being a part of that process and figuring out ways that we can continue giving small businesses those opportunities to uh, succeed. And then the last thing is... Um, you know, if SFMTA fails, small businesses fail, right? The SFMTA still is uh, one of the main uh, ways that employees of small businesses, my employees included, uh, get to their places of work. And if we have unreliable muni trains, if we have buses that are not picking up their, you know, essential workers on time, uh, then it's going to impact all of our small businesses' ability to conduct business. And so I generally also think that if I can be a good board member, and I can help the SNMTA be as, as strong as it can be, it will also have effects on small businesses. Got it, thank you. Um, I wanted to let you know and let my colleagues know that I've been getting uh, 
text from organized labor from both the Trades Council and the uh, San Francisco Labor Council saying that they support your in, um, your nomination. So I wanted to let you know that and congratulate you for working uh, with labor because um, I know specifically with TWU uh, 250A that um, you know there's there's going to be a lot of issues coming up because of the crisis that we're facing economically at um, MTN Muni. And so I, I, I wanted to get um, a sense of, you know, what you think we could do to address the loss of public transportation lines due, due to COVID and how you would make decisions about which lines to restore and how and with which priority um, and how we're going to get back, get people back on to public transportation as we begin to recover for, from COVID. It's something that as our MTC representative, I'm fretting about on a regular basis and would love to, to hear your thoughts on that. Um, okay, so two very big questions. I will take um, at least questions that I've been thinking about a lot as I've prepared for this conversation. I'll take the second one first. Um, you know, right now, uh, public transportation, you know, the, what's filtered down to the average person like myself is that transportation should be taken for essential trips. Uh, and if you're not taking it for essential trips, you shouldn't be taking it. And so, um, you know, we have not officially ended the shelter in place order. We're all supposed to still be in our, in our places of work or apartments. And so um, we really need to tell the San Francisco public that it's okay to use public transportation again first. I think vaccinations will help. I think getting people back to school will help. I think reopening our downtown, our convention center, uh, our events, uh, all those things are going to need to first happen in order for people to feel comfortable again, taking public transportation. So I think the next three to six months are going to be very critical. Um, and you know, there's been a cooling effect on not just people taking public transport, but everything. And of course we know this in our commercial corridors. Technically you can get takeout and delivery and technically you can shop at retail, but because of the news, not just in our city, but around the country, folks are scared and folks are trying to do their best to comply with the orders, which in many cases means staying home. Um, so I also look forward to people getting back on Muni. Um, the first question is about um, uh, you know, cuts to the service lines. There are 17 out of 89 lines running, a huge, huge decrease, which has had a massive effect on our city. Um, and I do have to say that um, I, I think that the way, with some exceptions, the way that the SSMTA handled uh, which lines to cut, uh, to me, seemed like the right framework to thinking about bringing them back, which is if you live in an area or you, that has a high concentration of people who rely on our public transportation system exclusively to get around and especially to get to work, uh, those are the areas that should be prioritized, both with existing services and uh, quality of service and consistency of service. And you know you have seen that with the lines that have been kept, a lot of these lines that have been kept, including of course the 14 and 14R are trips that take essential workers um, to their jobs. And so as we think about uh, reopening, I, I think that we should think, uh, go backwards in what areas have high concentrations of these individuals who, re who require our public transportation system to, to, for economic mobility and freedom and bring back service to them. Uh, the one uh, addendum I'd make to that is uh, the case of the 27 in the Tenderloin, uh, which, which uh, had a critical uh, purpose in bringing folks north-south within the Tenderloin and served a specific senior community, 
which, you know, after deliberative process with the Tenderloin community is going to be brought back on January 23rd. And so we also need to be thinking, we, we can walk and chew gum and we can be surgical in some of the improvements that are made specifically in communities where people need them most. Okay, thank you, I appreciate that. I just have one more question before I turn it over to my colleagues. Um, I, I know many, I know because I've been contacted by many members of the Latinx community that feel frustrated that despite being such a large ridership of Muni that they don't have a Latinx representation on the MTA board. And um, not to say that that you're playing the role of being the rep of the Latinx community, but given you know your connections to the mission, um, I'm just wondering what specific outreach you've done to that particular community, and and uh, what you know how you feel like you will represent the Latinx community on the board. Well, representation matters, as you know, and I'm not Latinx, um, and uh, so. I, I won't be able to represent the Latinx community as a Latinx person, um, but as a mission small business owner, you know, before a, a year before I, I even opened Manny's, and I think the meeting I had was with you, Chair Ronan. Um, I I went through a year long uh, community engagement process where I, I believe I asked. We were at Charlie's Cafe in Bernal Heights, and I said, "Who in the community do I need to meet before I even start looking for a place?" You gave me a list of people, and I met with all of them. Uh, some of whom I think are going to be speaking on public comment. And so, um, and, and then I'll also say when I was, when it was announced that I was being nominated for this, the, one of the first conversations I had was with Eric Arguello of Calle 24, Peter Papadopoulos of Meta, to talk to them uh, about, about the nomination and how I could uh, represent the needs of their community. Uh, I've been, you know, I've been serving in very, with very close proximity to William Ortiz Cartagena, who wrote a letter of endorsement. I've gotten to know Roberto Hernandez uh, relatively well through popping into meetings of the Mission Merchants Association and through advocacy around Carnival. Uh, and I will say that um, my advocacy for small business uh, has had a disproportionate impact on essential workers in the mission who are, like we know, as we know, disproportionately Latinx, uh, especially on Valencia. Uh, there are still a lot of Latinx small business owners uh, and workers who, because of the Valencia Street shutdown, have been able to keep their jobs, at least until this past weekend. Um, I have had to go through the gauntlet, as not just you, but most people know, in order to begin earning um, the respect of the community around me. It's not something that I've asked for without walking the walk. Um, and that doesn't mean that I am not still very much learning and very much asking questions and listening. Um, but I do think uh, the gauntlet of the first two years of trying to run a civic space in this community has taught me much, and I think in some cases has earned the respect of folks uh, who uh, need representation on this on this body. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you, Supervisor Mar. Thank you, Chair Ronan. Um, and first of all, yeah, thank you so much, Manny, for your um, willingness to serve on the MTA board and step in this to this really um, or incredibly important role and bring all of your um, expertise and and experience of activism um, around a wide range of issues, particularly um, small business um, issues in our city um, to, to, to the important work of the MTA board. That's, that's gonna be um, even more challenging at this moment of, of unprecedented budget deficit. Um, I just, um, Chair Ronan actually um, asked a, a number of the questions that I had, so, but I, I did have one other question um, and that's um, 
um, you know, as, as you know, um, SFMTA has moved quickly during shelter in place to implement lots of new innovative strategies for adapting our streets. You referred to the shared spaces program, which has been very, very important. You know, there's also the slow streets um, initiative and, and out in my district, you know, the, the closure of the great highway or and really the opening to, to pedestrians and bicyclists has been incredibly important um, um, during during this um, pandemic. But at, at some point um, in 2021, the emergency authority for these um, measures will likely end. And so I guess my question is, um, what are your thoughts about how SFMTA would ap approach this transitional period? Um, what's the right level of outreach um, for keeping any of these long long term programs um, or any of these emergency programs in place in the long term? Um, thank you so much, Supervisor Mar, for your questions. Um, and I know you hosted a town hall recently with over 400 people in attendance uh, on the changes to the Great Highway, and I know it's of supreme importance to you. I think that a lot of the, uh, I think the pandemic provided us an opportunity uh, to creatively rethink how our streets serve our community. Uh, and, I, and I think in general, um, the uh, opening up of our streets to pedestrians, cyclists, and small businesses has inspired civic pride, allowed us to see each other again, which in a moment of extreme anxiety and trauma, uh, I don't think you can put a price on what it's like to just be able to experience community in a safe way. Um, and it, and it's, it's good for sustainability and it's good for safety. And so I think a lot of boxes have been checked by the slow streets, uh, the shared spaces program and some of the larger kind of uh, changing of arteries. At the same time, uh, there have been, it has caused consternation for some, in particular residents of neighborhoods and throughways uh, that have seen changes to uh, the amount of cars that have driven on their, in, in their neighborhoods. I know there was a lot of consternation around the Twin Peaks uh, street closure. And I, my, so to answer your question specifically, I think the deliberative process should be happening right now, and it is. Um, leading up to June, which is when the shared spaces programs permit, you know, ex expires, uh, to really think what of these street closures and slow streets do we want to keep? How, what should they look like? What does a design process look like for them? You know, does the community as a whole uh, want to keep them, both the local community and the folks who utilize these closed streets that may not live exactly on them? But what I, what I, I do believe in solutions. I believe that traffic is like water and it can be moved. Uh, depending on where we want it to move. And so I know in particular uh, with the outer avenues, you know, if SFMTA can find a design solution so that the cars that are driving down there are not all crowding on one street, interrupting one particular avenue, uh, spreading it out a little bit more uh, so that the residents in the outer avenues are not um, inconvenienced too much. I think these projects could hold a lot of beauty for our town uh, and could inspire uh, pride and accomplish a lot of the goals that have been at the core of the SFMTA for years. So I'm excited about them. I'm proud uh, of many of them. I myself have enjoyed, you know, Page Street and Valencia, obviously the great highway, uh, JFK. And so I hope that we can find a way to keep uh, as many of them as possible uh, in the future. Great, thank you. Um, actually, I had one other question. It, it, it's a follow-up to Supervisor Ronan's question and your response around your um, outreach to the Latinx community, um, you know, given their, their lack of representation on the MTA board right now, 
and your deep connections to the Mission District. And, um, you know, I did have heard from some organization, important organizations and leaders in the Latinx community that they still haven't had a chance to um, to sit down with you um, to talk about transportation and, and transit priorities for the community. Um, for example, the Latino Democratic Club. So I just wanted to, um, um, I guess, um, make sure that you're 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 committed to continuing to engage um, in, in the community with the Latinx community. Um, right. I don't want to um, call anyone out, but I did reach out to the Latino Democratic Club and asked if I could speak uh, to the group. I think it was recent. I think it was last week, but um, I did hear back asking for my contact information, but I haven't heard back since then. Mm -hmm. um, I could I I could definitely do more outreach and would be uh, would be glad to. I did uh, recently speak to in front of the Transit Justice Coalition in a town hall there. I think there were 12 organizations represented, a few of which were based in the mission uh, representing Latinx folks. Uh, and so there was some, uh, you know, it was about two hours long. And so, you know, that happened at the same time, if there are specific organizations other than the Latino Demo Democratic Club that you've heard from, I would be uh, more than happy to sit down with them. Great. Thank you, Manny. I'm Chair Ronan. I don't have any other questions. Thank you so much. Uh, Supervisor Stephanie. Thank you, Chair Ronan. And although I do not have any questions as we have, um, we spoke about your nomination earlier and I've known you for, um, it seems like a long time because you're one of those people that you meet and you um, feel like you've known them for a long time because of just the person that you are and what you bring, I think, to civic engagement in San Francisco. I was absolutely thrilled to see that the mayor nominated you, Manny, for this position. Um, your experience as a small business owner in this city um, speaks volumes to your experience and what you've lived through, not only with transit, but, you know, recently having your windows smashed. I think that, you know, you absolutely um, know what it's like for small businesses to try to survive in this city. Also, um, I, your outreach and your, um, the way that you view neighborhood and community involvement, I think is extremely important. As we discussed around things like bike share and uh, how you went through that again, you've uh, experienced that on, um, individually and as a small business owner. So I really can't think of someone better for this job in terms of who you are as a person, you're kind, you're willing to listen to others, you're, like I said, civic minded, you want to do more for others, want to do more for the city. And you honestly, I think you seek unity and you don't capitalize on division, which I think is an amazing quality for someone who's in public service. I really can't thank you enough for, um, you know, what you've done so far in San Francisco, and I look forward to seeing what you're going to do on the MTA Board of Directors. So thank, thank you for willing to serve. Thank you so much, Supervisor. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, uh, Manny. Now we're going to hear uh, from Ms. Fiona Hines. Can you, but, yeah, can you hear me okay? We can hear you perfectly. Thank you. Okay, good morning. Supervisors and Clark Young, good to see you all. Um, thank you for having me this morning. Um, as Chair Ronan mentioned, my name is Fiona Hinsey, um, and I'll give you some brief information on me. I'll be very brief, and I'll 
also tried to incorporate some um, responses to the questions that you asked Manny. Um, so well, first, I want to thank, again, the mayor for her nomination and Tyra for believing in me and shepherding um, both Manny and I through the process. Um, for those for those who don't know me or haven't met me, my name is Fiona Hinsey. I currently serve as the Director of Systems Change at Independent Loving Resource Center, which is a disability rights and advocacy organization. Um, and I oversee all of our policy work, including our, our transit work. Um, I'm a native San Franciscan who lives in um, the outer Richmond. Um, my main uh, form of transportation is paratransit. Um, so touching on some of the experience that I have in the transit world, as I mentioned, I oversee our policy portfolio. Um, so that includes active work with the Vision Zero Coalition and the Senior and Disability um, Work Group um, who has created in the past a, um, a accessibility guideline toolkit for um, protected bike lanes, which is in active use by the MTA. And our next project will be hopefully a guide, a guide for best practices with regard to open, uh, open spaces like the, like the Great Highway. And so I also serve on the, the Paratransit Coordinating Council. So I have experience in advocating for programs such as the Essential Trip Card and also ho holding our Paratransit Broker accountable and making sure that that system runs um, as smoothly and efficiently as possible as that, as well as paratransit and taxis are also a key part of uh, the transit system that seniors and people with disabilities rely on. Um, most recently in transit, I've um, been active in some of the different tenderloin work and their COVID response. So again, the restoration of the 27 Bryant effort and the importance of really um, holding down some community outreach in, in, in regards to that. Um, I believe that um, when it comes to COVID recovery um, and bus line restoration, as really everything at the MTA should be viewed um, with, with the lens of equity. Um, so restoration of service, we should be looking, looking specific, specifically at um, rest, restoring, restoring lives that serve our communities of concern um, and not just lines that serve our um, populations that are already well served by transit. So looking at, at that and also communities of concern and making sure every 
everything really that the MTA does is equitable. Maddie mentioned in his remarks um, the shared spaces in flow streets programs. Um, those have undoubtedly saved some small businesses, but um, there are some concerns in the disability community with um, how um, we, as we get into more creative ways of, of using our right of way, right, um, with the slow streets and open spaces and shared streets programs, how do we make sure that the right of way remains accessible and in the paths of travel for for all folks using all types of mobility devices, whether they be um, wheelchairs, walkers, canes, or even a um, a new new mobility like a scooter or a how do we all sh how do we all share the right of way? So looking at creative solution solutions there, um, and also getting into recently, I know that there have been some um, as we transition to looking at new ways of mobility. How do we make sure that scooters and bikes are accessible? as accessible for folks with disabilities as possible. I also just want to address that I think that um, equity is key in all areas of the SMMTA. I, I strongly support that there'll be a position added in the Office of Equ Equity, hopefully here shortly. And also in my meetings with all of you, I really, I think that communication, both of SFMTA, both to you as the Board of Supervisors and to the public um, is, I think they do a good job on the whole, but it always could be done better. Um, um, so making sure that the MTA is, is held accountable and knowing as transparent to the public as things possibly can be um, as, as it relates to both the large capital projects such as the central subway where I know that the, where we all know that there has been a lot of controversy um, around that and um, also the restoration of various lines the communication I um, could be better to the public. So making sure that that happens and that um, SFMTA does good out, good outreach to underserved communities would be a priority of mine. And also, um, I think another priority of mine would be, we, we know that recently um, a couple of large capital projects have, have been in the news for not, um, running on time and, and all the sorts of various uh, um, running overages and, and such. So I think um, particularly in an era of budget shortfall, I think that looking hard at what we do with our capital projects um, and making sure we can deliver on those and 
really making sure that we um, hold the agency account accountable and not just um, having the board act as a rubber stamp for the M MTA, but um, have, um, really ask the challenging questions that that would be a priority of mine as well. Um, and also I have relationships with a, a lot of transit advocates in the disability community and, and other communities as a whole. So I could, I would be good at doing um, sort of the on the ground outreach that Manny talked about in his remarks. I think I will close my remarks um, since I will be unable to make public comment um, with my support for my fellow nominee, um, Manny um, Yukutiel, who would be an excellent um, member of the MTA board. And also, and also, I think in the era of, particularly with the Shared Spaces and Closed Streets program, I think a, um, a perspective of a small, a brick and mortar small business owner um, would be a, a great one to have. So I also appreciate and urge you to um, forward his nomination. Uh, Chair Ronan, at this time, I believe I will take your questions. Thank you so much. Thanks for answering a lot of the questions that we posed uh, to Manny ahead of time. You, you, you're very organized and on it. Um, and with that, I see that Supervisor Marr has it questions. Supervisor yeah. Marr. Thanks, Chair Ronan. Um, and yeah, just thank you also, Fiona, just for your willingness to serve on the SFMTA board, which is such a tremendously important um, 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 board or commission in our city and, and even more so. Um, now with, with the great budget challenges, budgetary challenges and, and other challenges we're facing with our transportation and, and, and streets, safe streets work. Um, and I really appreciated the opportunity to, um, to meet with you recently and, and um, was so impressed by your, um, um, the breadth of your knowledge and, and your deep commitment to, um, to not just um, um, advocating and, and serving the needs of, of people with disabilities, but, but for all vulnerable um, communities and populations in our city. Um, and um, yeah, and so I, and I really you know, believe, and I thank Mayor Breed for putting forward your nomination uh, um, and, and also Manny's. Um, and, and I think you're, you're an incredibly, such an incredibly important um, leader and activist and voice um, in our city. Um, so um, I, yeah, I, I don't really have any questions. I think your, your remarks really touched on um, a lot, some of the questions that I had. And again, thank you. Thank you so much, Fiona, for all that you do and for, for your willingness to step into this important role. Thank you, Supervisor, for the kind words. Agreed. And I only had one question uh, for you, which is about, um, uh, uh, oh gosh, how am I blinking on the name of this? Um, Vision Zero and how it's not working and we're having a disturbing amount of uh, deaths and serious injuries as a result of collisions. Do you have any thoughts or ideas on how we can improve Vision Zero? Well, let me start by saying that 
the vision zero clock is ticking. Um, and I appreciate that the Board of Supervisors has um, has um, really tried to double down its commitment to um, to Vision Zero. And I think a community engagement process and um, pedestrian safety education is key to Vision Zero. So any um, pedestrian safety education efforts we can do. Um, it's also been shown that um, speeding is the number one cause of um, collisions. So that um, any speed enforcement that we can do um, would, would I think be appreciated, uh, help us in our goals. Um, any also creative streetscape design and using um, innovative engineering solutions on our streets um, would, would help too. But I think it's really um, education, both in, in educating drivers and how to be safe, but also really thinking about how we redesign our streets, right? How we think about getting into new mobility and how we think about um, our streetscape as a whole um, is really gonna um, help us with achieving vision, hopefully achieving vision zero. Um, Thank you. Thank you. It's something keeping us up all, all of our night. It's exactly. been really bad this year. Oh. Well, anyway, I just wanted to echo uh, Supervisor Mar and thank you so much for your willingness to serve in this important role. Um, I will just say uh, prior to listening to public comment, which I'm looking forward to, that I think uh, Mayor Breed did an excellent job in making these two appointments and um, really excited to see the great work uh, that you both do on the MTA board. Supervisor Stephanie. Yes, um, thank you, Chair Ronan. I want to echo your concerns around Vision Zero. Um, Fiona and I had an excellent discussion about this, about enforcement and speeding, uh, especially with regard to my concerns along the Geary uh, corridor. Um, so I just value that, and I know it's something that we are not um, doing well on. Um, as she said, the clock is ticking on this. So I appreciate your attention to this, Fiona. Also, you and I discussed um, paratransit. I worked on that a lot when I worked for Supervisor Aliotto Pier and the attention that it still needs to be getting. I don't believe it's getting enough and I value your, um, your experience and your advocacy on that and um, your ideas. So I just am thrilled with this appointment as well. I think Mayor Breed um, definitely has given us two um, no nominations to appointees that are going to serve the city well. Thank you, Supervisor. Thank you. And we will now open this item up for public comment. Every member of the public will have two minutes to speak on either or both candidates. <clears throat> yes, members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 146-961-6060. Then press pound and pound again. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. 
A system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comment. Mr. Code, can we have the first caller, please? Good morning, supervisors. My name is Stephen Cornell, and I have owned a retail hardware store on Pope Street for 39 years. During those years, I have been involved with the Pope Street merchants, the Council of District merchants, and I'm still with the Council of District Merchants as their legislative representative. Today, I'm representing myself and the Council and the Polk Street Merchants. We are an unrepresented community. We've always thought the MTA and before the MTA, the Parking and Traffic Authority, were very, very important to our community. And we've always advocated for public transportation. Um, when when uh, the community used to have the um, Union Person of the Month um, Awards, we were an advocate of that, and we gave out one of the awards. We've always asked for a local merchant. This is a great opportunity to have many people appointed to be a local merchant representing us. He doesn't just represent his own little area. He represents a lot of people. I've seen him in many meetings and different things, so he really goes out and looks for other people. He's active and he's really engaged. Um, he will be a real asset to us. And I really highly um, urge all of you to confirm Manny to the MTA board. We would be very, very happy and appreciative. Thank you. Thank you. Can we have the next caller, please? Uh, good morning, um, supervisors and Chair Ronan. Um, this is Amelia Lindy calling on behalf of the San Francisco Chamber of Commerce in support of Manny Ucutiel's nomination for SFMTA board. I think as we've all heard and seen, Manny is well known for reaching out, listening, and building consensus across our community, not just in the area right around him, but with groups all over San Francisco. He's a creative and thoughtful thinker. He's a problem solver who will undoubtedly bring a fresh perspective to the board and effectively represent the needs of San Francisco small businesses and residents alike. Transit systems and infrastructure have resounding impacts on the communities they service. Manny's experience as a user, a resident, and a business owner affords him a unique understanding of how the decisions from SFMTA ripple through the community. Manny Yukutiel is a nominee who we know will ask the right questions, he will actively listen to stakeholders, and he will build bridges to help the SFMTA board better serve all San Franciscans. So thank you for your time, and we urge you to support Manny Yukutiel's nomination. Thank you. Can we have the next caller? Okay, sorry. Hi, um, this is Jessica Lehman with Senior and Disability Action. Um, I am delighted to support Fiona Hinsey for the MTA board. Um, we have worked with Fiona for several years um, on a variety of committees and work groups. Um, Fiona is all over the city involved in all kinds of things um, and um, particularly really knows the senior and disability communities. Um, as a, a person with a disability herself, she understands these issues firsthand, 
and I think does a great job of really translating that experience um, and connecting it with what other people are dealing with um, and figuring out what does that mean for policy and practice. Um, she's a great collaborator. She's good at listening to people. Um, you know, she'll certainly listen to seniors and people with disabilities who are two communities that are absolutely critical when it comes to transportation and pedestrian safety. Um, but she will also listen to every other community. Um, and she's a, she's a warm and friendly and pleasant person. And I have no doubt that she'll be able to work really effectively with the other members of the board to be able to make really positive change for the city, um, especially at this time when we're, we're dealing with the pandemic and thinking about what recovery may look like. Um, I think Fiona is the, the right person to have on the board to address that. Thank you. Thank you. Can we have the next caller, please? Hi, this is Sin Wang. Um, I am a small business owner in the Outer Sunset, board member of the United Democratic Club. I'm calling to support Manny's nomination to the SFMTA. Um, we all know him through his work as the owner of his eponymous civic engagement space, but I also know him as a friend, as a client, and most recently um, as a fellow steering committee member for Prop H. I think all of us know that he's hosted hundreds of events um, which have enriched our city in innumerable ways. And as a Valencia Corridor Merchants Association board member, he spearheaded that shared, spree, shared streets Valencia closure, giving many of the businesses in the mission a fighting chance. The pandemic has taken a huge hit on the small business community, which employs half of our city and is hanging by a thread. This is a really pivotal moment for us to increase the voice and representation of small businesses on one of our most important boards. And uh, I think Manny's nomination from a representation perspective, not only is he a queer small business owner of color, but also someone who has served with distinction and built policy expertise on the challenges faced by small businesses as a small business commissioner. Um, given the COVID impact on our transportation system, reduction of muni service, uh, and these impacts on our future transit operations. We will certainly see shifts on commutes to downtown job centers and also shifts in operations of our businesses to parklets, um, outdoor service, and curbside pickups. I believe Manny will be a solutions-oriented consensus builder, someone who's acutely aware of the impact on our neighborhoods and the small businesses who power them and the residents and workers who rely on public transit. I can't think of a nominee better positioned to revitalize our commercial corridors and our transit system. I ask that you recommend Manny for the SFMTA Board of Directors today. Can you please? Hi, dear board. Hi, supervisors. Um, thank you for letting me have this time. Um, I, my name is Eric Rizal. I am a pedestrian safety manager at the Tenderloin Community Benefit District. Also serve as co-chair for the Tenderloin Traffic Safety Task Force and a long-term resident of the Tenderloin. Um, as you all know, the Tenderloin is at the center of San Francisco's fight for a more equitable transit system in Vision Zero. Tenderloin residents depend on reliable, affordable transit to live their lives. 
lives too often threatened by endemic traffic violence, which can turn simply living one's home into tragedy. We need leaders at SFMTA with both the lived experience improvement and, excuse me, and proven commitment to this work to assure that we achieve a brighter future. Fiona Hensey will be one of these leaders. She is an active member of the Timberline Traffic Ta Safety Task Force and always showing up and volunteering to make to um, take on tasks to make sure important work is advanced. This includes everything from spending extra time to advance projects by joining working groups or taking meeting notes. She's knowledgeable, accessible, and committed. She brings to this work a deep understanding of the challenge many San Franciscans face. Uh, understanding forged through her lived experience as someone with a disability and her advocacy for disability rights. Her voice and knowledge will result in better policy and help us all advance crucial change. Therefore, the Tenderloin Traffic Safety Task Force would like to voice our strong support for Fiona's nomination to the SFMTA board. And personally, I would just like to say as a growing friend, I also think she will do wonders to serve on the board as well. And I also want to just on a personal note, um, give um, support to Manny as well. Um, I think his, as many people have already said, his small business experience and his community organizing experience both will play a crucial role in helping the MTA especially during these challenging times. Thank you. Can we have the next caller, please? Hi, thank you for this time. My name is Kristen Webb. I am a board member of the Alice B. Tolkless Democratic Club, United D Democratic Club, as well as the San Francisco Women's Political Committee. Um, I am calling in support of Manny for the SFMTA board. I've gotten to know Manny over the last few years um, being part of the Alice B. Tolkless Democratic Club and he is a coalition builder. He is more than just well-qualified. He is a thoughtful deliberator, and um, I know he will represent um, our community as well as small businesses very well. Um, represent representation, I firmly believe, is key to correcting the imbalances in the greater system, and many represent a very diverse intersection of stakeholders, and I know he'll represent them well. Please give your support to Manny. I appreciate your time, and thank you. Thank you. Can we have the next caller, please? Hi, yes, thank you, supervisors. My name is Lori Thomas, and I'm a small business owner. I own two restaurants in San Francisco, and I am also have been the executive director of the Golden Gate Restaurant Association this year. I'm calling in in strong support of Manny for this position. I believe that Manny would be an excellent and a much-needed addition to the SFMTA board. As he has said, he's the first brick-and-mortar business owner to ever be on the board. He's passionate, he's knowledgeable, and he gives so much back to our community, and he cares so deeply for our city. His experience as a small business commissioner also shows that he understands the process to be a valuable contributor to a board such as SFMTA, and his ability to organize and run the online forums and the chats with amazing industry leaders and political leaders across the U.S. shows that he's respected and articulate. I also want to weigh in that what I've learned this year, it's so key to have business leaders work with our city government. 
and I think he would be an excellent addition because, again, um, many of our many of our workers really rely on Muni, and we're so worried, especially in the restaurants, that we have that transportation available for them, you know, if and when we can continue to come back again. So thank you for considering him, and uh, I really uh, would advocate for him to be uh, chosen. Thank you. Thank you. Can we have a next caller, please? Good morning, Chair Ronan and Supervisors. Uh, my name is Brian Hogsman, and I am Walk San Francisco's Vision Zero organizer, and I am here to share Walk San Francisco's support for the confirmation of Fiona Hinzi uh, to the SFMTA Board of Directors. Uh, we worked with Fiona uh, for years through efforts like the Vision Zero Coalition and the Tenderloin Traffic Safety Task Force. Uh, and, and each of those places we've seen Fiona work effectively across groups uh, to find solutions that are always improving transit access and pedestrian safety. Um, what's apparent um, every time is her knowledge of transportation issues and her focus for considering um, how decisions actually impact those most vulnerable um, who use our streets, especially seniors and people with disabilities. Uh, particularly as a member of the Senior Disability Work Group of the Vision Zero Coalition, uh, Fiona's expertise and solutions-focused approach have been um, really important and instrumental in her work on disability street safety issues. Her participation uh, and feedback and insight into the working group's publication, uh, Getting to the Curb, a guide to protecting, a building protected bike lanes that work for pedestrians, uh, has improved our city's ability to deliver bike infrastructure that actually makes streets safe for both people walking and biking, uh, particularly seniors and people with disabilities. Uh, Fiona is an informed, uh, respectful, respectful and uh, thoughtful candidate for the SFMTA board, and we urge you to support her nomination. Thank you. Thank you. Can we have the next caller, please? Hello, Chair Ronan and Supervisors. This is Sharky Laguana. I'm Chair of the San Francisco Small Business Commission, but I'm speaking today on my own behalf. I am uh, in strong support of uh, both candidates. Uh, Fiona Hinsey is an incredible and inspiring uh, person advocating for transportation and will be a wonderful addition. But in particular, I wanna talk about uh, Manny Yakutiel, who I've had the distinct honor of serving on the Small Business Commission with for the past year throughout the pandemic. Uh, I wanna echo and uh, validate everything that everybody has said about him being thoughtful, considerate, kind, uh, and a, a, a really uh, great bridge builder and uh, advocate for the city as a whole. But what I, I think I want to particularly mention is uh, he's really funny. <laughs> he's just hilarious. And I can't tell you how much of a joy it is to work with somebody uh, like that when you're working your way through a pandemic and, and everything is... Uh, uh, very dire and dark, and he brings joy and light and humor. And it's an honor to have worked with him. It's an honor to call him a friend. I'm, I'm grateful for his contributions to the city, and I think you should forward the recommendation, as I know you will. Thank you so much. Thank you. Can we have a next caller, please? Uh, hello. Uh, first, let me say thank you so much for your leadership supervisors during this very difficult time. Uh, my name is Martin Rollings Fine. I am an avid transit user, a board member of a, a membership co-chair of the Alice B. Tokyo Fellowship 
LGBTQ Democratic Club, co-chair of Raul Wallenberg Jewish Democratic Club. I've been a pedestrian representative for District 4, as the vice chair and chair of the Pedestrian Safety Committee, uh, Official Advisory Committee, uh, started to bring safer, better streets for walkers. I, I deal with the SMC daily and lots of ways. And I think that Manny Cudiel is an amazing activist who gets things done thoughtfully in both the LGBTQ community and the Jewish community. And I'm personally supporting his appointment to the SMPA board of directors because of his writership, his connection to the community, and the labor, which is essential in any representative of the, to the SMPA board. Uh, similarly, I want to echo previous callers that Fiona Hinsey is a dedicated advocate to disability seniors and is a very active person on the Tenderloin Traffic Safety Task Force. Uh, working to improve safety for that incredibly underserved neighborhood. And I personally advocate for her appointment as well, the SMTA board. Thank you very much for considering. And uh, they're both great, great picks. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Can we have the next caller, please? Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time and for providing an opportunity for us to speak. Uh, my name is Jupiter Parasa. I am a commuting SFSU student, um, a devout community member and organizer. Um, I reside in Noe Valley and work in the Mission District. I'm speaking on my own behalf, calling in support of Manny Yacutio to attest to, to his qualification. I have had the pleasure to work alongside Manny for the last two years as part of his team for his small business in the Mission District called Manny's. And Manny is a great community member, capable of listening and caring for other community members, a great source of innovative thinking of what San Francisco should look like, inclusive, supportive, and encouraging of all San Franciscans. As someone who is documented and of trans identity, Manny is a great employer, always catering to the needs of others, providing safe spaces, and creating an environment that is open comforting and empowerment and empowering. As an organizer myself, Manny has created a blueprint for how to be an effective leader, how to think outside the box, and how to sow division with understanding and cooperation. More importantly, he has a fresh outlook much needed to transform the politique of the city of San Francisco. He is not afraid to ask the real hard-hitting questions. He is passionate about making San Francisco a beacon of hope and a refuge for many, poised to preserve the spirit of such a progressive and historic city. Manny is qualified and diligent with his, with his responsibilities, especially when it involves uplifting community and helping his fellow neighbors. He has experience having worked for the Obama and Clinton administrations and locally for Mark Leno as his, as his chief of staff on contributing to the bigger picture on what is good for all and not just some. He is a dedicated small business owner, tenacious and unwavering. Speaker time has elapsed. Thank you. Can we have the next caller, please? Good afternoon, or yes, just about afternoon, Chair Ronan, Commissioner Stephanie and Mar. This is Kathy DeLuca. Um, I called earlier, and I'm really excited to be here today to support Fiona Hinsey's nomination to the SFMTA board. I worked as a pedestrian advocate with Walk San Francisco for four years, and currently I'm working with Community Living Campaign, helping seniors and adults with disabilities get access to free and low-cost transportation services. 
I had the great pleasure of working with Fiona for six years on transportation advocacy in San Francisco. And when I learned that Fiona was nominated, I just thought, what the heck? What an amazing appointment. How did we, how did this not happen sooner? Fiona is fantastic. She's smart, really hardworking, and easy to work with. Um, not only, she's that rare person that not only understands the experience of users of our transportation system, but also understands intricately the policies, political structures, and the agencies that create and regulate the systems. And that is rare in an advocate. It's rare in a board member, an incoming board member, for sure. Um, she's a much-needed voice on the MTA board. She has such a deep understanding of what the disability community faces in terms of our transportation system and how, and she's seen firsthand how um, changes that the MTA makes, even for for other groups or specific modes, impact folks with disabilities. Um, for instance, the, the city's protected bike lanes um, have been a great boon for a lot of bike riders, but have really um, caused some challenges for people walking. And Fiona's been really involved in making sure that those designs um, of the bike lanes actually work for everybody. Just really adding a lens that the SFMTA um, doesn't really have now. Um, and then during this pandemic, we are seeing a tremendous burden on seniors and people with disabilities getting around. Buses are cut. These folks who are at risk aren't as comfortable using Muni now, right? So having alternatives is vital. And Fiona really understands this. Um, I encourage you, I urge you um, to, to approve Fiona's nomination. It's going to make the city's transportation systems better for everyone who gets around in our city. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Um, just for members of the public, if you have not already done so, please dial star three to be added to queue to speak. For those already on hold, please continue to wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted. Mr. Koch, can we have the next caller, please? Uh, hello, uh, Chair Rowan and Supervisors Meyer and Stephanie. Um, Pretty well echoing what everybody else is about, Manny Kutiel, to be appointed to the SFMTA. Uh, I'm a past president of the Council of District Merchants and also a current board member. For many years, we've been wanting someone with a bricks and mortar business to be on this uh, committee. And we do care about transportation, but we care about small business. That's a partnership we have to work with. And Manny is someone who really cares. I mean, he's really amazing. I haven't seen anybody who's got as much energy as, as Manny does. And he does care about uh, all of us, and not just the small business and transportation, but the community at large. Uh, he's a tireless, passionate, dedicated advocate for, for, uh, for small business. So, and I, I, I urge you to, to please uh, appoint him to, uh, to recommend his appointment to the SFMTA uh, Board of Directors. And once again, uh, he's a great guy. I really admire him, and I hope that he, he gets to be appointed. Thank you very much. Again, it's Henry Karnilowitz. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Can we have a next caller, please? Hi, my name is Tracy Sylvester, the owner of EHS Pilates, a legacy business located on Valencia Street in the Mission. I've been serving on the board of the Mission Merchants Association for the past eight years, and more recently a delegate with the Council of District Merchants Association. 
serving on the legislative committee. I'm calling to publicly lend support for Manny's appointment to the SFMTA board. The small business community would be thrilled to have someone that understands the needs of small business, um, participating in decision-making and community outreach. And as a personal note, I want to say that I've worked with Manny um, in the neighborhood for outreach and have personally reached out to him for support in areas that I was looking for more additional information on. And I have to say, as busy as he is, he's always taken the time to pick up the phone, to call, and to be a real community leader. Again, from both professional and personal, I would like to support Manny in the position of a board um, member of the San Francisco MTA. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we have the next caller, please. Hi, my name is Amparo. I think I get to talk now. I think this is working now. My name is Amparo VC. I was, I'm born and raised in San Francisco. I'm committed to San Francisco and our Latino community. I'm a family owner of Puerto Alegre, Puerto Alegre, which has been on Valencia Street um, for over 50 years. And I want to say that thus far we have survived this, this pandemic um, through many changes. Shared spaces has been a big part of it. And I really strongly feel that it is important to have a small business owner representing us on the, on the board. And I want to say that in all the years that we have been there, it's very rare to have someone come by, get to know us, ask us how we're doing, um, um, ask us what our needs are. And it's been great. I want to um, commend Manny and support his nomination as he has been great. He's gotten to know us. He stays in touch with us. He's uh He's texts us, emails us, calls us uh, consi consistently to ask us how we're doing and, and uh, what we need. Um, and uh, uh, he thinks about us and, and thinks about all the, all the things that we need. And in addition, he's also gone far beyond. And I know that sometimes because of gentrification and, you know, Valencia Street and all the things that have happened there, it's been great to hear him say to me many a time, you know, do you want me to sit down with you and them? You know, so he's been a, a definite, a definite, um, I don't know, unity bringer to, to our block. Um, and I definitely uh, support him on, on, on this board. Um, and thank you, Manny, for uh, shared spaces and everything that you've done for us there. Um, you've definitely brought our block together and, and got us all talking um, and uh, helping each other to, to make it through these, these, uh, these, uh, Top time. So um, there you go. I'm Paro Vigil, Puerto Alegre family. Uh, thank you for your time. Thank you. Can we have the next caller, please? Hi, everyone. Uh, this is Ben Blyman. I am the uh, founder of the San Francisco Bar Owner Alliance. I'm also the president of the Entertainment Commission, but I'm speaking on my own. Opinion today, not theirs. Um, I'm speaking in support of Manny Yacunio as uh, commissioner for the MTA. Um, no matter how bad we think things are for small business right now in San Francisco, I guarantee you they are worse, and they're going to get worse even. Um, part of the rebuilding process is going to uh, drastically involve or very crucially involve uh, decisions that will be made by the MTA, both on shared spaces, use of outdoor space, and helping our businesses recover from this unprecedented disaster. 
And I don't think there could possibly be a better person to fill the position and help us than Manny. Um, uh, everybody has spoken about his incredible energy and his ability to solve problems and big intractable problems, things that you wouldn't imagine could be done. Uh, we've seen him do that over and over again. He's also just a really good person. Um, his business in the mission has uh, been thriving, but also has been the victim of some very harsh anti-Semitic and vandalism and, um, and threats. And he has managed that with grace and humility and positivity uh, that I have never witnessed in another human being. I think he's incredible. I think he would be incredible on the MTA. And I am really hoping that you support him today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Can you have the next caller, please? Good afternoon, people. My name is um, Pyra. I'm with Senior and Disability Action. And I'd like to say first, um, I've been in the transportation field since the mid-80s with paratransit for at least 15 years. And uh, one of the uh, original staff of Walk San Francisco and on the pedestrian uh, advisory committee and when it first started and been working for at least 12 years as Senior and Disability Action. In fact, when it was originally Senior uh, Action Network. And I have to say that because rarely have I seen two candidates, but two candidates I feel are very qualified for this position. Not only qualified, but actually willing to do the work. I mean, really put the effort in. With Ferona, I have worked with her for at least five or six years the FDA Independent Lead Research Center, and she was part of our Transit Justice Coalition group, and she's been very thoughtful, very creative with uh, ideas about how to solve issues. I'm very impressed with her. Manny, I've only known for like a week or two, and that was through our Transit Justice Coalition uh, town hall meeting that he's willing to join us. I was just impressed all the knowledge, all the work he has put into it, he's really taking this very seriously, and rarely do I see that. I have to be frank, from board um, members, he's really serious about this, and that's impressed me quite a bit. So I really hope that this, and I can't see why I wouldn't, that both uh, nominees get forward with approval from this uh, committee, and I, I'm very thankful we have such really qualified candidates for the board. Thank you very much. Thank you. Can we have the next caller, please? Hello, I'm Rick Lobsher. I'm the president of Market Street Railway, the nonprofit support group for the upline streetcars and cable cars, and the chairman of the uh, board of the Union Square Foundation, as well as the chair of the Better Market Street CAC. I'm a native who grew up in my family's small business on Market Street. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm here to add my personal support for both nominees, uh, Manny and Fiona, and to uh, add it to all the others who have spoken here. Manny will bring the kind of rejuvenation and innovative thinking we need more than ever as we move into what is an uncertain future. He has demonstrated that he understands and appreciates those things that make San Francisco unique socially as well as historically. Fiona brings deep experience and knowledge to both general and mobility issues that are more important now than ever. 
I'm proud to add my support to all the others you've heard from today. Thanks. Thank you. Can we have the next caller, please? Good afternoon, uh, Chair Lunen, excuse me, Supervisors, Mar and Stephanie. My name is Paul Valdez. I'm going to add a different perspective to all the comments. I'm a proud 30-year San Franciscan residing in the Mission District. I'm a pedestrian, transit rider, and a person who has biked for over a decade as my main method of transportation in our city. I'm also a proud active member, volunteer, safe street advocate for the San Francisco Bicycle Coalition. I'm an organizer for the Ride of Silence in San Francisco, a ride where we honor those people whose lives we lost while biking in SF. And as a community member, <clears throat> I've been involved with both Better Market Street and the Safer Market Street projects. And I've been a huge proponent and advocate for the Valencia Street Bikeway Improvement Pilot and Project, particularly in the area of safety. In addition, I was one of the initial volunteers in working with Manny in jumpstarting the Valencia Street Shared Space Program and a supporter of the Slow Streets Program throughout San Francisco. As you can see, for me, safety on our street is paramount. And with the exception of Fiona's statement, I didn't hear too much about street safety in questions and in, and in the statements. And following the SFMTA after all these years, I want to see candidates who are well-rounded. I can see and understand our transportation strikes and joys, and not just from a one-sided perspective. So I just want to make sure that both candidates keep uh, an open mind and obtain well-rounded insights to bring safer streets, especially if they are moved toward a full board vote. Thank you. Thank you. Can we have the next caller, please? Can you hear me now? We can hear you. Please proceed. Great. Uh, good afternoon, David Pilpel. Um, I support both of these appointments. I don't know Manny well, but I met him uh, once at an event. Uh, I think he would be a good board member. You heard from him. You heard from others uh, in support. Um, I uh, do know uh, Fiona uh, well. We served together on the Sunshine Ordinance Task Force. Uh, I found her to be uh, thoughtful and um, not a, a rubber stamp for uh, staff. And, uh, you know, in, in both the cases of, of Manny and Fiona, I think they would not be a, a rubber stamp, would uh, listen to the, the public and ask uh, good questions. Um, and provide meaningful oversight. MTA has serious fiscal operations planning and policy issues, and the public needs to be heard there. And um, as, as someone who's followed them forever, um, the public does not always um, feel heard or, or necessarily uh, is heard there. Um, back to Manny for a second. We may not uh, agree on everything. We disagreed on Prop H, but you know what? That's okay. We did so respectfully. Uh, and, you know, I don't want to agree with everybody all the time. Uh, and I, I think healthy debate and discussion in the city uh, is important. And when we lose that, then, you know, we lose more of the city. Um, by the way, it was nice to see the Obamas stopping by behind Manny. Please send them regards and, and happy Hanukkah. Uh, since uh, these appointments are not listed as committee reports, I presume that they will be before uh, the full Board of Supervisors in January. Nevertheless, I hope the nominees will follow MTA board meetings uh, until they are confirmed, which I would um, expect. Um, and I think they will both do a fine job, and they're both uh, outstanding uh, nominations. Happy to support. Thanks very much. Thank you. Can we have the next caller, please?
Hola, Hi. buenos días. We can hear you. Please proceed. My name is Doris Campos. Y estoy hablando del restaurante Panchitas en la calle 16 y Valencia. Yo estoy llamando para apoyar a, me, a, me, a Memi porque tengo dos años de conocerlo y en ese poquito tiempo Memi ha demostrado que es un ser un, un gran ser humano. En perdón, un momentito. Y, que... eh, perdona, señora, ¿yo puedo traducir si me dé un momentito? ¿Y, y su nombre ah, otra okay. vez? ¿Su nombre? Mi nombre es Doris Campos. Ok, te, um, voy a traducir. Um, this is Doris Campos. She's calling from Panchitas um, and is calling to support Manny Ukel. She uh, runs a restaurant uh, across uh, from Manny's uh, and has known him for two years. Sigue, sigue, señora. Sí, tengo dos años de conocerlo y en ese poquito tiempo Manny ha demostrado el gran ser humano que es. And in these two years that I've known him, he has demonstrated to me what a incredible human being he is. He has a character that makes him the best candidate to occupy this position. Es, es, es una persona innovadora. He is a young man who negotiates with hope. I think he's a... a an incredible leader that many people don't even yet know exists. Pero él inspira grandeza a los demás a través de sus palabras y acciones. And, and Manny inspires the best of people with his actions and his words. Desde que él llegó a la calle 16, la calle 16 brilla por money. Nosotros hemos estado allí casi por 40 años y han habido, estamos muchos. Y en todo ese tiempo, yo todavía no sé ni cómo se llaman las personas. Money, desde el primer momento que llegó a la calle 16, se identificó. Llegó de negocio en negocio a dar su mano. Entonces, eso para mí lo hace grande. Ever since Manny came to 16th Street, the street has uh, glowed. He came to the street. I've been there for 40 years. And he went uh, um, business to business to lend his hand and uh, to, to support us. And, and since he, he came, the street has been glowing. Entonces, eso es lo que yo... Estoy llamando para apoyarlo porque sé que es un gran, un, un gran ser humano que va a hacer una gran labor en esa tremenda posición que está aplicando. Y agradecerles a ustedes también por el tiempo que me han dedicado para hacer, y especialmente a usted que me ha servido de intérprete. Gracias nuevamente. 
Claro que sí. That's why I'm calling in. I'm calling in uh, because I want to support this incredible human being who is going to do such a wonderful job in the position that he's been appointed to. And I just want to thank you all for your time and for listening to me and for the translation. Thank you. Can we have the next caller, please? Madam Chair, that completes the queue. Thank you so much. Um, I just want to thank all of the callers who, gosh, I think it was exclusively support. It was just one person after another supporting these incredible human beings. And um, I just want to thank the mayor for making these wonderful appointments. I want to thank Ms. Heinze and Mr. Udiel uh, for everything that you give uh, to our communities and for your willingness to serve in this extremely important volunteer capacity. It's, you know, stepping up during this time is really a heroic act because you're, it, you're not stepping into an organization when it's thriving, you're, you're stepping into an organization when it's in crisis. And that willingness to take on this role is just incredibly admirable. And I really uh, appreciate you both uh, for that. And with that, I was wondering if uh, Supervisor Stephanie wanted to do the honors of making the motions for, for these items. Thank you, Chair Ronan, I would love to. Um, with that, I move to strike the word rejecting in the motion, and I move to approve the mayor's nominations of both Manny Ikudiel and Fiona, Fiona Hensey to the Municipal Transportation Board of Directors, and to move that approval to the full board with positive recommendation. On that motion to amend and recommend, Supervisor Stephanie. Aye. Stephanie, aye. Supervisor Marr. Aye. Supervisor Mar, aye. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, aye. The motion passes without objection. Thank you so much. Congratulations to you both. Uh, Mr. Clerk, can you please read item number seven? Item number seven is the ordinance amending the campaign and governmental conduct code to update the conflict of interest code form 700 filing requirements by adding deleting and changing titles of designated officials and employees to reflect organizational and staffing changes and by refining disclosure requirements for designated officials and employees. Wonderful, thank you so much. And I understand that Deputy City Attorney Andrew Shen is here to present this item. We also have representatives from the Department of Human Resources and two departments that have extensive changes in the titles of employees that this legislation will add to those required to file Form 700 disclosures. We have Victoria Carson and David Brokelshen from DHR, as well as Deanna Kinzona er, and uh, Andrea Caparelli, Janice Ito from the airport, as well as John Scarpula from PUC. Mr. Shen, would you like to present this item? 
Yes, uh, good afternoon, Chair Ronan, Supervisor Mars, Supervisor Stephanie. Uh, thank you so much for making the time on today's agenda. I realize it is the very last committee agenda of the year, so thank you especially uh, for making it uh, something that we could get to this calendar year. Um, so let me just briefly set the stage um, for the committee and everyone else. Uh, so this is a routine update of the city's list of Form 700 filers. Under state law, we are required to do this process every two years. And we actually started several months ago with extensive help um, from the clerk's office as well that I should mention. I don't believe there'll be anyone from the clerk's office at today's meeting. Uh, but I want to especially thank Angela Calvillo and Eileen McHugh from the clerk's office for their assistance in surveying city departments and seeing what changes they want to make. Um, I also want to thank Jen Lowe um, for Supervisor Yee's or President Yee's office. I don't believe she's here today, but their office obviously agreed to sponsor this legislation, so I really appreciate their assistance as well. Um, we also have, as Supervisor Ronan has already mentioned, representatives from DHR uh, who worked extensively on the meet confer process that we've just finished uh, just a little bit ago, as well as representatives from the airport and PUC who have the most extensive set of changes uh, to the list, city's list of Form 700 filers. Um, I should also briefly mention that we have some very minor amendments to propose to the committee, which I can briefly summarize now, or if you wish, Chair Ronan, I can wait until um, the other departments have had a chance to speak. Why don't you go ahead and, and do it now? Well, thank you. So very briefly, um, there's three very minor amendments that we wanted to offer to the committee today. The first is that uh, we missed one requested change from the Civil Service Commission to add the deputy director position as a Form 700 filing position. This position is currently vacant, and it was something that we just noticed as we were going through the legislative process. So that's a change that we want to incorporate here. The second is that after the meet and confer, the PUC um, had a chance to take an even closer look um, at their changes and made some tweaks to their requested positions or requested changes actually removing some positions and changing disclosure categories for some of those Form 700 positions. And lastly, and this is pretty technical, uh, we also made an amendment that will actually take effect in the beginning of 2022 that will facilitate the Ethics Commission's move to electronic filing of Form 700s, which they had initially slated to start in 2021, uh, but now we'll start at the beginning of 2022. Uh, so one very minor change to the filing officer report section that will make that process move along a little bit more smoothly. So thank you to the committee for its consideration. Thank you so much. And did anyone else from any of the departments want to present? Just here to answer questions, I think. Okay, great. Uh, Supervisors Mar or Stephanie, do you have any questions? Nope, okay. So let's open up this item for public comment. <clears throat> Yes, uh, members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 146-961-6060. Then press pound and pound again. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comment. Mr. Coe, do we have any members of the public for public comment? Can you hear me now? We can hear you. Please proceed. Great. 
uh, David Pilpel again. So um, this biennial update changes various disclosure categories and positions in certain departments. Um, however, there's still inconsistencies across uh, departments as to positions, titles, and disclosure uh, categories. Uh, for example, uh, page 18 of the packet, let me go there, um, page 17 of the legislation still has uh, clerks uh, and secretaries at uh, DBI uh, listed, notwithstanding um, and the Ledge Digest, where it references that the code should not include employees who carry out solely clerical or ministerial uh, tasks. I assume that those clerks and secretaries are simply carrying out clerical or ministerial tasks, and if not, perhaps they need to get reclassed. Um, and then it's also inconsistent, for example, page 27 of the packet and page 44 of the packet at um, uh, HSA, it lists managers by title, and at PUC, it just lists uh, managers by the generic civil service classification, like Manager 5. Um, whichever way we're doing it, I think it should be consistent um, across the various uh, departments. Um, there are also some deputy directors uh, at various departments who aren't uh, listed, um, and I think they should also be uh, category one. Um, finally, uh, two last points. The new commissions and departments approved by the voters in uh, November um, need to be reflected in the future. I guess we'll pick that up in two years. But if uh, those departments are created uh, prior to uh, the next uh, two-year revision, uh, then I would ask that there be a, a process to amend the code to cover those um, streets and sanitation the Sheriff's Oversight Board, et cetera. Um, and finally, uh, notwithstanding my comments, I still support the proposed uh, ordinance that makes necessary changes, and I hope for more consistency in the future. Thanks very much. Thank you. Madam Chair, that completes the queue. Thank you so much. Public comment is closed. Um, Deputy City Attorney Shen, I just wanted to ask if um, if, if you believe that any changes should be made based on the uh, comments of Mr. Popal in public comment? Uh, no, not at this time. Uh, certainly the city is striving towards uniformity in all these different categories and all these different departments. But as you can imagine, a deputy director in one department may actually have different responsibilities deputy director in another department. Mm -hmm. um, there will be future departments to be created by some recently enacted ballot measures or recently approved ballot measures. We will certainly pick those up once those departments are actually created. And, and lastly, I do want to emphasize again um, that this ordinance and all the prior iterations of the ordinance for the last several cycles have gone through meet and confer processes with the affected unions as well. So they've also had a chance to speak their mind too. Thank you so much, Sharona. Okay, thank you so much. Well, with that, I would be happy to make a motion to amend the Ordinance as described by Deputy City Attorney Andrew Shen. Yes. On that motion to amend, Supervisor Stephanie. Aye. Stephanie, aye. Supervisor Mar. Aye. Mar, aye. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, aye. The motion to amend has been approved without objection. Thank you. And now I'll make a motion to forward the amended item to the full board with positive recommendation. 
Yes, on that motion, Supervisor Stephanie. Aye. Stephanie, aye. Supervisor Marr. Aye. Marr, aye. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, aye. The motion passes without objection. Thank you so much, and thanks everyone for being here with us and sticking it out <laughs> for, for the long meeting uh, to answer questions. We appreciate you all. Uh, and Mr. Clerk, do we have any other items on the agenda? That completes the agenda for today. And the meeting is adjourned. Have a good day, everyone.